game week in Atlanta, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech on the Coach Jeff Collins Show. Blitz off the edge. It's picked up. Sims lobs the left side of the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, Jackets! We'll hear from Georgia Tech football head coach Jeff Collins and other members of the Georgia Tech Athletics Department as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech football. He dies for the end zone and he gets in! Touchdown, Jackets! On the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Now here's the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. And a very good evening to you. It is Wednesday night. You know what time it is. Time for another edition of the Jeff Collins Show here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. The Jackets back at it this Saturday at Bobby Dodd as they welcome in Kennesaw State for an historic first matchup between the two schools. Tommy Slether at noon right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. But before that, full hour of Georgia Tech football ahead of you. We'll be joined later in the hour by offensive coordinator Dave Patnode. But as always, we begin with the head coach himself, Jeff Collins, Coach, good to see you. How are you? Hey, Andy, good to see you, bud. Uh, did you know, courtesy of our fine media relations team, the last year that Georgia Tech football played another team from the metro Atlanta area? 1993. 19, how about 19? Just by a few years, you're off. 1928, uh, uh, Georgia Tech played Oglethorpe. They won that game. I'm looking at Mike Flynn's notes right now, Andy, and it says 1993, but go ahead. I'm with you. Oglethorpe, uh, and uh, they won that game, and Oglethorpe disbanded its program in 1941. So gotcha. uh, this is uh, history in the making, and I know you look forward to getting that win on the board. Uh, let's talk about Northern Illinois before we get into some of the individual superlatives from last Saturday. Uh, just the message you delivered to your guys so they could take what they learned from last weekend and use it constructively as they get prepared for this weekend. Yeah, we crossed the 50 nine out of 12 times, nine drives out of 12 times. We've got to come up with points, um, got to finish in the red zone all of those things and then I thought the guys fought really really hard to get back into the football game take the lead in the football game and then the lesson that we've taught them throughout the week and on Monday uh, is the finishing piece you know have the lead with six minutes left have to finish the game um, and do it the right way so we've been stressing that all week guys have had a great attitude we've got really good leaders in this program um, that have set the tone uh, for this entire week of preparation Uh, the respect that we have to have to play our opponent um, has never been higher and uh, you know it's going to be a a really good game in Bobby Dodd at high noon on Saturday. He had 25 first downs. He had 400 plus yards. You were 9 of 18 on third down conversions. But as you alluded to yesterday, uh, just the execution on a small, small yep. handful of plays. And those were, were kind of the inflection points in the game Coke as you saw it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was very, very close. Uh, you know, we have to create more margin uh, so it doesn't come down to this judgment or this play or whatever, or, you know. Um, a missed target or anything like that, we've got to be able to execute uh, at all times at a very high level and to be able to finish drives and finish games. Uh, Jeff Sims started the game, but yep. when he went down with injury, Jordan Yates stepped in and proved he was ready for the moment. 12 of 18, 135 yards through the air, a touchdown. He played clean football, also yep. ran in for a score. What impressed you the most about the way he handled the offense, and how has Jordan grown as a QB since we saw him last year? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think one of the biggest points of emphasis in our entire program was the, you know, cutting down on penalties that really hurt us last year. Our guys did a great job. I think we had two penalties for a total of five yards. 
And uh, so that emphasis has been uh, well-received, you know, with the team and the leaders in this program. Uh, I thought Jeff played a good first quarter, had some really dynamic runs, was getting us into the right run uh, game and the plays, the directions and all those kind of things. Our offensive line uh, was coming off the ball, and we've got two uh, of the best running backs in the league that did a really nice job for us. Um, And then Jordan came in, and I thought he uh, played at a really high level, moved the ball, um, you know, just just the competitor that he is, uh, the way the guys rallied around him. And I was very, very proud of Jeff Sims, too, how engaged he was, even though he was injured, even though he wanted to be out there with his teammates, that he was so engaged um, and positive and helping Jordan on the sidelines and uh, being Jordan Yates' biggest fan. And I think one of the biggest things in our program, even though our guys every single day compete against each other for playing time, compete against each other offense or defense, when it's in between those lines, they are pulling for each other, they are rooting for each other, and that was never more on display than with Jeff Sims and Jordan Yates on Saturday night. You also had almost a pair of 100-yard rushers. Jameer Gibbs, 99, Jordan Mason, 96. In the process, he becomes the 17th player in Tech history (laughs) to surpass 2,000 rushing yards, and those guys didn't do it alone and they got some good blocking in front yep. of them. Your thoughts on the performances of, of Jeff, and, uh, not Jeff, but Jordan and Jameer. A lot of J's I, I yeah, no in, doubt. Your, in your skill position. Guys. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they've got a great uh, rhythm too. the way we interchange them within our offense and the things that they can do. And uh, just really proud of them, how they compete every day at practice. Um, and then when it gets to game time, you know, how much they pull for each other sub each other in and out and you know we were able to perform at a high level and actually in different ways uh with jp and jameer in the game and then you know i think you're we're leaving out dante smith who all dante smith does is score touchdowns um i've said that now for a year and it was true on saturday night um and i still think dante smith is one of the best special teams players in the entire league uh he did that on saturday night we were a hundred percent touchbacks on kickoffs but dante smith was rolling uh down the field along with the rest of our uh, kickoff coverage unit, which, by the way, finished third in the country last year kickoff coverage-wise. And uh, we've got a high standard that we want to live up to uh, on special teams, and Dante is the leader of that. Yeah, it's not like Dante Smith came in cold. He was flying downfield on special <laughs> yep. teams and got those legs revved up on that fourth and one, 15 yards out, taking the pitch. The first touchdown of the night was scored by Kyrick McGowan. Not yeah. bad when your very first touch is a Yellow Jacket. You, you get a 22-yard touchdown catch. Uh, and you've talked about Kyrick throughout the preseason, your grad transfer from Northwestern, yep. native of Dalton, Georgia. What kind of versatility does he bring to your wide receiver court? Yeah, well, I think the, the biggest thing, I mean, he's just a pro. The way he does everything in his life, he's got a process. He's very disciplined. He's very focused. I mean, this, this guy's going to have a undergraduate degree from Northwestern University, and he's going to have a master's degree from Georgia Tech. And he's a big-time player in this program, hard worker, uh, one of the finest young men that I've ever been around in my life. Uh, he, he's a pleasure to coach. Um, you know, my, when I'm rocking my daughter to sleep, my daughter asked her to sleep uh, at nights invariably. We start talking about the players and uh, all those kind of things. And the other night we got stuck on Kyrick, and, uh, you know, Kyrick's his first name, McGowan's his his last name is she was really concerned not concerned but really interested in what his middle name was so i had to text him in the middle of trying to rock her to sleep to find out you know kyrick lamar mcgowan and uh, uh so that she would finally go to sleep and not worry about uh that for
for the rest wow. of the evening. So he, he's a special young man, and uh, I'm just so blessed we get to coach him. So that, that's part of the bedtime routine with your daughter going down the roster? Yeah, we go down the roster. We go through the numbers. We go through numerical. Oh, we sometimes pull out the pictures. We say prayers for the guys uh, and for the team and for the coaches and the coaches' kids. And, uh, Andy, it's, uh, we need to do a uh, full uh, full segment on that bedtime routine because it, it gets going, man. 85 players on scholarship plus the walkouts. This, this seems like a pretty involved nighttime routine. Yep. And then wow. nights when we have meetings during camp, she wants to FaceTime and uh-huh. me walk around the building and FaceTime with the players. So, But I'm sure we're wasting enough time on that. But, yeah. How much did Jameer Gibbs' endorsement of Kyrick factor into your vetting process? That was 100%. I mean, he, he called uh, after Kyrick had entered the portal and said, Coach, we got we to gotta find a way to get him into the program. And I think it's really cool when one of your best players and best kids in the entire program co-signs one of his best friends to come and join us here in Atlanta. And uh, I'm really thankful that he did because uh, he's a big-time player and he's a big-time kid. He was certainly taking notes on what Jameer did last year. Now Kyrick joins him. is finding the end zone in white and gold. Look forward to seeing Kyrick this Saturday as well as take, Tech takes on Kennesaw State again. Noon the kickoff time right here in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. We'll flip to the other side of the field. Get your thoughts on the defense's day versus Northern Illinois. Some of the individual standouts from that side of the ball as well. That's all next. It's the Jeff Collins Show right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. It's that time of year where maybe you're tailgating or camping or just hitting the road and you need a sturdy, reliable, and compact grill that's up for the adventure. Hey guys, B. Finn here, and the Weber Traveler is the grill for you, for anyone who wants delicious grilled food away from home. With a compact design for minimal storage, the Weber Traveler easily fits in the trunk of a car and even offers a large grilling area that can deliver everything from pancakes to seared steak. And you can get yours today at your neighborhood Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks mondays the wart of weekdays am i right well that's about to change my friend because powerball has a new third drawing and it's on mondays so step aside sunday fun day and taco tuesday because mondays are now moolah mondays mealy mondays who cares what you call it because you're rich mondays play the new third powerball drawing now on mondays from the georgia lottery play responsibly Today's matchup, Scanna Energy partners up with Georgia Tech Football to take on your old natural gas provider. Just like how the Yellow Jackets swarm the field, Georgia residents will be eager to stiff-arm high prices and get real savings on natural gas. Visit ScannaEnergy.com to take it to the house, your house. Messing up on these rates would be a complete debacle. So make a winning call and dial 877-GO-SCANA or visit ScannaEnergy.com for great service and great rates this fall. Touchdown! Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the home team, supporting our local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. 
Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-345-2789. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems. And if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-345-2789. That's 800-345-2789. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-345-2789. The latest on Yellow Jackets football. It's the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Coca-Cola, new look, improved taste, new Coke Zero. As we welcome you back to a new edition of the Jeff Collins Show, we've got Dave Patnode, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, queued up at the bottom of the hour. Looking forward to getting Coach Patnode's take on the uh, offense's day, not only this past Saturday, but what's in store this Saturday as Tech battles Kennesaw State. I saw you at practice this morning. Uh, wearing the uh, the old number five practice jersey, the uh, the number you wore when you were a linebacker at Western Carolina. What inspired you to to suit up today? Yes, yeah, so we we kind of were short at developmental linebacker to give a look for our offense. Um, instead of some of those kids having to play sixteen straight plays, uh, I went out there to try to take some player load off and get a little exercise in, and it was uh, <laughs> it was good. I'm, I hope our personnel guys don't do a write up on my athletic ability or my linebacker skills, but I uh, got everybody lined up. I knew where the plays were going i gave a good look gave good effort had a good attitude and uh that, that's the key so we'll keep it going how are your how are your catapult numbers yeah they're probably, classified yeah that i worked really hard based on my ability <laughs> uh this might have been the first time you wore a number five jersey at grand field since i'm gonna guess that 1992 season opener when yep. western came here and took on tech yeah probably is yeah yeah we should have brought the neck roll out for old time's sake <laughs> Looked all right, patrolling that secondary on developmental defense. Uh, Let's talk about the defense versus Northern Illinois. Your takeaways, you know, Anna, you had three touchdown drives, but almost every other drive that they had, you held them to a three and out. Yeah, I thought the guys flew around. You know, we were rotating in a bunch of guys. A bunch of guys played, which is part of our philosophy. And, uh, you know, just there was three series that that got away from us. And, uh, you know, one of them, or actually two of them, uh, were in a personnel grouping and a system of of plays that they don't really run or hadn't really run in the past. And uh, so once we made the adjustments, we were able to get out of it. Um, But that was new and getting the adjustments down. Um, But the guys played really, really hard. And, uh, you know, with seven minutes left in the game, the score is tied. They went out there uh, and willed a stop and a turnover. And, uh, you know, just the lesson is, you know, have that focus, have that um, intent every single time we take the field, uh, and especially when we close out games. But thought they played really hard. They played together, uh, communicated at a high level, and uh, played really, really hard. A.C. led the way with 11 tackles. One individual you saluted afterwards was Wesley Walker. Five yep. tackles, four snaps fumble that Quez Jackson recovered. You yep. eventually took that and used it to set up your go-ahead touchdown. 
Wesley strikes me as a really unsung part of this defensive secondary. What does he do so well that you don't want to let get overlooked? Well, let me first talk about Ace because he's just a consummate leader. We're so glad that he came here as an All Big Ten uh, kid to transfer in. You know, six foot four, two hundred forty pound Mike linebacker with leadership ability and instincts and playmaking ability. Uh, so glad that Ace is here. But it, it's been really we talk about the development of a player a lot around here and just the way West. Walker has developed over the two and a half years we've been here has been really impressive. So proud of him. The maturity that he's shown, he's grown into, uh, has finally found a process that really, really works. Uh, you know, one of the key plays in the game, they ran a reverse and Wesley tackled it for, I think, a six-yard loss. Well, he was the strong flat defender, which means he should have been out dropping eight yards into the flat, but based on film study, based on his process, he knew the only play they were running out of that formation with number three there was a reverse, and he shot the edge and made a huge tackle for loss. That's preparation, that's our process, and I'm really proud of him how he's developed into a player. I'm glad you bring up that story because your guy Look through so many plays in preparation for a game as they're looking for an opposing offense and that in that critical moment, Wesley is able to diagnose what's in front of them and know that it's going to be an end around. It's going to be reversed to stay home like that and, and deliver a big play. He wasn't in that backfield meeting Tyrese Ritchie around the end by accident that, that right. you know it, it, it's something that maybe goes a little overlooked uh but that that is a monday through friday thing that made that saturday play possible by wesley yeah absolutely and he studies the game he's a he's a gym rat and just really proud of the the young man he's become in this program uh the defensive coordinator for kennesaw state whom you'll meet saturday you have a little more than passing familiarity with dan yep. pale because he was your graduate assistant when you were the defensive coordinator at mississippi state yep. back in 2013 that, yep, he, he was. Did a great job. We were number one team in the country for 10 weeks, playing at a high level of defense. You can see a lot of similarities in, in what we were doing then and uh, with his own unique twist to it, too. Um, really proud of him. Um, you know, you know, you can tell when you have a young coach and uh, whether they've got uh, the it factor to, you know, be a big time person in this in this uh, this this profession and I've always thought the world of Danny and uh, you know I think they were top three in the country defense last year got some really good players and he does a really good job with the scheme um, so it's it I'm proud of him so philosophically his defense in many ways mirrors yours yeah and the thing that I'm proud of him too is is how hard they play they play really really hard and uh, they fly around create problems and issues for offenses and uh, you know just just really proud of him and you know we've got a challenge uh, we've got to play really, really well on Saturday. Of course, you plucked uh, an assistant coach at one time from Kennesaw State and Andrew Thacker to join your staff at Temple. Yep. You'd known him since your UCF days when he was your GA there. Yep. You'd mentioned uh, the, the ability to see coaching potential in GAs. Yep. A lot of what GAs do, it's very unglamorous, <laughs> grunt work, uh, with very little glory involved. Uh, how keenly can you tell that a GA working under you is destined to be a future coordinator or a future head coach. Yeah, Dan, you just see them, how they attention to detail, how much they're uh, willing to prepare, all of those things, um, how they can relate to the players, you know, get the most out of the scout teams and things like that. Um, Christian Garcia was with us last year. He's now with the Washington football team in the NFL. And then Brenton Wimberly. So we do, a, we do an award every Thursday. We give GA of the week. Nice. Uh, Brenton Wimberly was the one that won the milkshake last week. Uh, 
last week tomorrow, um, and he's a Kennesaw State graduate as well. Um, and Brenton does a tremendous job for us. Um, all the things that he's learned, he's applied. He gets better every single day. Has a sense of urgency. He has a pride in his work. And you know, those are the things that you're looking for. Andrew Thacker had it when we were at UCF together. Um, Josh Lynham's on our staff now. Um, he was my defensive graduate assistant when I was at the defense coordinator at the University of Florida. I coached him when he was a linebacker at uh, UCF. So um, I take a lot of pride um, in developing young coaches, especially young defensive coaches uh, throughout my career. That's a fiercely contested milkshake. <laughs> There's no doubt. Did, did they at least get to choose their own flavor? Or no, do they I not have that authority at his. No, Andy, I picked that up, but uh, yeah, I don't think the GAs are going to tell the head coach what flavor milkshake uh, they want to get. Uh, another player uh, that you said had graded out very well from Saturday. Another one of your newcomers, Devin Cochran, anchored that left yeah. tackle spot. Uh, give us your breakdown of Devin and, and what enabled him to have a good debut as a Yellow Jacket. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's six foot seven, three hundred and ten, three hundred fifteen pounds, long, athletic, but it's just his attitude, his demeanor, his work ethic, um, just the attention detail that he has. He is tough. He is relentless. So we've been keeping catapult numbers for the last five years on every one of our players that's come through our program here and come through our program um, when we're winning a lot of games at Temple. Um, And it is the highest player load, highest effort score from an offensive lineman in the five years we've been doing this. And uh, just how hard he plays, how relentless he is, the attitude, the mindset, all of those things that we've been trying and working really, really hard to establish in this program. Devin Cockrum has them, and he's passing them on to the other guys. And one quick story about Devin, his impact in this locker room, his impact on Wayne Green, one of our young, very talented offensive linemen, uh, has been immeasurable. Uh, Wayne Green this week is third on the team in effort score, and that's a direct result of Devin Cochran's influence on that young man. So just uh, his impact on this team is, is really good. That's one six, seven offensive lineman to another right yep. there, right? Devin and, uh, and wing green very well. We're going to take another break, come back and you're going to deliver your keys to a successful Saturday versus Kennesaw state. Make sure to stick around. We've got Dave Patnode as well. Plenty more to come here. This is the Jeff Collins show. And you're listening to it right here on the Georgia tech sports network from legend sports. Great teams. Leave it all on the field. But with the powerful towing and payload that Ford F-150 delivers, you can take it all with you, too. No wonder Ford F-Series is America's best-selling truck 44 years straight. The 2021 Ford F-150. Built for greatness. Visit your local Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com. Based on 1977 to 2020 calendar year total sales. Discover Dahlonega, the heart of the Georgia mountains. A top pick for any adventure, take your family on a journey into the earth and find some gold in these hills. Explore our historic downtown and choose from one of our unique restaurant options. And dubbed the Napa Valley of the South, make sure to grab a glass from one of the many award-winning wineries. Plan your fall getaway today and make sure to come to the Gold Rush Days Festival in October. Learn more and plan your trip today at Dahlonega.org. 
hunk of junk, jalopy, hoopty, whatever you may call that vehicle you need to get rid of, Tommy Nova Center calls it life-changing opportunity. When you donate your vehicle to Tommy Nova Center, you donate a perfect job opportunity for people with disabilities. Tommy Novus is no fuss. We'll tow that unused car away for free while you just sit back with that warm and fuzzy feeling knowing you've bettered someone's life today. And did we mention, it can also be tax deductible. Call 1-866-NOVUS-AUTO or visit TommyNovusCenter.org to find out how to turn your jalopy into jobs. Home. This field. This stadium. This city. It has no equal in college football. Touchdown, Jackets! When we step onto this field, we feed off of your passion. We need it because there's absolutely nothing like it. Back in the ATM. Back in the 404. Back home. The Jackets are back at home next Saturday, September 11th versus Kennesaw State at noon. Get your tickets at ramblinrec.com slash tickets. Atlanta. Home of clout. Home of culture. Home of Georgia Tech. But it's not enough to represent a city. You have to reflect it. And our story is Atlanta's story. A place that influences and innovates. A place that doesn't wait for change, it creates it. A place of relentless drive and undeniable swagger. With a storied past and unstoppable future. That's Atlanta. That's Georgia Tech. So let others wish they were here or pretend they're from here. We are here. And when you take this celebrated program in this world-class city, you get an electricity unlike anything in college football. Welcome to Atlanta, and what's the good word? This is Georgia Tech football. Tech football continues to buzz. Now more of the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. It is Georgia Tech and Kennesaw State. Can't wait to put total leather at high noon on Saturday at Bobby Dodd Stadium. We'll have the complete pregame coverage beginning at 10 a.m. on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports, game that was agreed to a year before Kennesaw State officially played its first game as an FCS program. So a long time coming, a lot of anticipation. Can't wait to see you out at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Wrapping up with head coach Jeff Collins, offensive coordinator Dave Patnode is on the way. But, uh, Coach, give us your uh, your breakdowns of what will make for a, a successful and winning Saturday against the Owls. Yeah, and I think anybody that's followed Georgia Tech for a while knows you've got to stop the run. You've got to have tremendous high discipline on defense. Uh, guys have to have overlap, play really, really hard, uh, play sound, fundamental football. Um, um, so that's the key that we've been working on uh, any season uh, that there's a triple option team on the schedule since I've been a coordinator, since I've been the head coach. Anytime one of them shows up on the schedule, we always have specific days throughout the spring, throughout the offseason, throughout preseason camp that we devote some periods to. And we've done the same thing out of respect for how highly we think of Kennesaw State and their offense. And, uh, you know, obviously it's hard to simulate the speed and efficiency and the execution that they're able to run it out with the developmental team, but I think they've tried really, really hard to simulate how good of an attack it is. We've got to be very eye disciplined, uh, be very physical, be very gap sound, all of those things. And then offensively,
defensively, um, there are very multiple on defense, a lot of coverages, a lot of blitzes, a lot of stunts. So be able to handle those up front and then make the explosive plays when they're there. And, uh, you know, it's it's a challenge, one of the top offenses and defenses uh, in the country. So uh, we've got to come out ready to go at high noon on Saturday. And they open up their season on a Thursday night. They beat Reinhardt 35-25. Feel free to shoot this one down. Um, it is one of the keys uh, to successfully defending that type of Kennesaw State offense that you can't overthink necessarily. You can't sure. get paralysis by analysis as you're trying to diagnose what they're going to run out of the option. You know, the biggest thing is there's every single play, every single defensive player has a specific defined set of keys and set of rules and you have to trust those at all times but they do a great job of misdirection. They do a great job of formations to try to uh, get your eye discipline out of whack so we just have to play very disciplined, very sound on the front end and the back end um, as we do what we do uh, to, to try to defend a really good offense. And then finally, over this last minute, Coach, uh, what you're looking for for the offense to take that next step Saturday? Yeah, just make the throws, make the make the uh, runs, execute at a high level. Do not hurt ourselves. Uh, they're going to have a lot of multiplicity, and we just got to communicate. Everybody be on the same page. Get the ball to our playmakers, and we, we have a lot of them. Um, so get the ball to our playmakers in space, block on the perimeter, um, and do a nice job executing our offense. Well, we have talked uh, so far in the first half hour about graduate assistance, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that you were a graduate graduate assistant at one time at Fordham and I believe the tight ends coach when you arrived in in Bronx was one day pad note am I right absolutely special teams coordinator and I always I thought he was the seasoned veteran coach and he was about, what, 25? <laughs> he was probably 25 26 and uh, we've been dear friends for a long time and he does a great job uh, with our offense setting records at Temple and now coming here and transitioning and doing a really nice job getting us ready to take the next step always fun to have Dave pad and a microphone and you'll hear from Tech's offensive coordinator after this here on the Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, wherever the mission takes us, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. If ACC football runs deep in your veins, then Sirius XM ACC Radio is where you need to be. We're talking conference and team previews, live games, news and analysis from experts like Chris Spatola, Bryant McFadden, Roddy Jones, and Tori Holt. Coaches shows, championship specials, and more. Get inside ACC football like nowhere else. Feed your fandom on the SiriusXM app. Stay up to date anywhere you go. Just download the app to start streaming. Home. This field. This stadium. This city. It has no equal in college football. Touchdown, Jackets! When we step onto this field, we feed off of your passion. We need it because there's absolutely nothing like it. Back in the ATM. Back in the 404. Back home. The Jackets are back at home next Saturday, September 11th versus Kennesaw State at noon. Get your tickets at ramblinrec.com slash tickets. 
Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the home team, supporting our local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. Our cars will break down, and when they do, the repair bill can be devastating. Not anymore. You need Protect My Car, whether it's a car, truck, or SUV. You can stop paying expensive repair bills. Call Protect My Car at 800-392-8795 now to see if you could qualify. Just tell us the make and model and get an instant quote right over the phone and get coverage today. For cars between 2008 and newer, expensive repairs for the engine, transmission, and much more can become a thing of the past. Call Protect My Car at 800-392-8795 now before your next repair bill hits. For total protection of your car, truck, or SUV, and less repair bills, plus free oil changes, free tire rotations, and free roadside assistance. Just call 800-392-8795 now. Protect your car and your wallet. Call 800-392-8795. Paid for by Protect My Car. Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary. Live on the air and streaming live on the Extra app, this is Atlanta's new home for Fox News. Extra 106.3 FM. The latest on Yellow Jackets football. It's the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Yellow Jacket fans, be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics. Power on Georgia. And we'll see you Saturday at Bobby Dodd Stadium, noon at Tomey's Leather. Your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and the Kennesaw State Owls locking horns for the first time in school history and happy to have now as our next guest on the Jeff Collins Show, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks, coach for your Yellow Jackets. Dave Patnode, I, I, I should tell you, I always feel a little more self-conscious when I talk with you, knowing your background, because many folks knew you were a quarterback at Central Connecticut State, but also you moonlighted as a color commentator on the campus radio station of Central Connecticut. So I feel like I'm being judged a little more uh, than I would a typical assistant coach interview. In spite of that, welcome in. Well, listen, there's a reason why I'm coaching football and I'm not doing your job, that's for sure. But thanks for having me. We, we always enjoy the conversation. You're, you're, you're a bit of a raconteur, which always sure. makes it for a, a lively discussion. Uh, it seemed the takeaway from talking with you yesterday yesterday as we look back to NIU offense moved the ball well 400 plus yards you can't argue with that but just left some scoring plays on the field where if it was a little adjustment little tweak here and there uh, those would have gone for points instead you had to kind of diagnose how you could do them differently yeah that's the, that was a disappointing thing I think you know overall we played a very clean game you know our tempo was good we moved the ball well we ran the ball well uh, we had no penalties you know from procedural penalties penalties which is the things that we really had to clean up really put a lot of emphasis on the offseason made some changes on how we did some things fundamentally um, so I felt really good about all of those things you know and and in the course of the game you're going to take your shots uh, especially with our running backs because people are going to try to gang up on the run game and you know put a lot of guys near the line of scrimmage and, and that's certainly you know what their mentality was and you know when we took those shots we just missed 
on about four of them. And, you know, a couple of them were a little off on the throw. And then one we got flushed out of the pocket because we slid off a of protection. So I think that those things are all very fixable, things that, you know, when you went back and watched the tape, you said, geez, I wish we would have had that one. Um, but, you know, those are plays that are staple plays for us that we have hit all camp. We hit all spring, and actually we hit a couple of them today. We went back and, and uh, ran them all over again. So um, I think a very positive thing to build on. And, um, you know, during the course of the game, you just have to be able to step up in those individual situations and make a big play. All backup quarterbacks have to stay ready. Jordan Yates proved that. What stood out as you watched back the film of Jordan? His energy, you know, his confidence. He's, um, you know, he's always well prepared. He, he's done a, a great job uh, ever since he's been here of, of really learning the offense, understanding the offense. Um, he's always ready to play. The, the, uh, the, the, the lights were not too bright for him. You know, he went in there and just had fun, ran around, jumping over people, running around people, trying to run people over, which is not, you know, overly suggested. When he was a bit of a daredevil yeah, on some of those scrambles. Yeah, I held my breath. <laughs> um, but, you know, great energy, good execution. He missed a couple throws, left a few things out there. Um, I think when we went back and watched the film, he said, geez, I wish I had that throw back. Or, you know, because, you know, a lot of times <clears throat> if, if you're throwing off a bad platform, because the offensive line, you know, slipped off or a back slips off of protection or something like that. There's going to be times in the game where you're going to have to throw off balance or off a bad platform. Um, and he got a good look at a couple of those throws. He, he really drilled that ball on the seam ball uh, for a touchdown to Kyrick. Um, and then we missed a couple. So I think that, that, you know, going back and looking at it, that was the one thing that he would have said. You know, I wish I had those throws back, but um, he battled. He kept us in the game, and he gave us a chance to win it at the end, which is all you can ask for from your backup queue. As the OC, you're buoyed by knowing your quarterback made the right throw. He knew where to go with it. It just he, he couldn't execute the throw as opposed to a quarterback not even seeing the throw he should have made. Correct. I mean, the, the, the biggest part of playing quarterback is between your ears. You know, um, the majority of the guys that play college quarterback have a strong arm. They, you know, are good athletes. But your ability to make split decisions um, is critical. And, you know, his decision-making uh, was very crisp. He knew where he wanted to go with the ball. Um, and, you know, when the thing with him is when, when you're 5'11", you know, you have to be able to move around and find throwing lanes. And I thought he did a good job with that, got the ball out. Um, and, you know, we were throwing some hitches out there just trying to keep him off of us a little bit. And he did a good job of just managing all of those things. And then when he got in some third downs, uh, he had some really timely scrambles. So, you know, he kept us alive, you know, in a lot of those situations where I think we only punted the ball three times the whole game. A couple of those were because he just took off and ran it. So it was a good combination of running and throwing. I want you to walk us through a couple of the touchdowns from Saturday. Let's begin with the first one. It was right after that very daring third down scramble by Jordan. But the very next play set up, planted, let it rip right to Kyrick McGowan, who made a nice crisp cut out of his break, hauled it in in the end zone. 
What was the play design? What did you see out of the Northern Illinois defense and the way they lined up that made you convinced that was going to be a, a touchdown play? Yeah, so they were playing a lot of soft man coverage. You know, I, it was funny that I went back and read some of the things that their head coach had written or talked about after the game that were written. And, you know, their whole philosophy was we were going to try to gang up on the run, not let the running backs beat us, and then try to keep everything in front of us. Um, so, the you know, they were playing some soft man coverage there. They were one-on-one against Kyrick, and we knew if we ran four verts, that he could try to rock the kid and go back to the post, which is what he did, you know, and he got tremendous protection. There wasn't anybody near him, and he was able to set his feet and drive the ball. And when he does that, he has a good arm, you know, and he's done a great job, you know, throughout his career of getting bigger and stronger and working on his arm talent. Um, And he really drove that ball in there. You couldn't have thrown it any better. And then the fourth and one from the NIU 15, you down up the pitch to Dante Smith. You told me yesterday you'd held that play in your back pocket all game long. What made you confident that was the right play to run and the right time to run it, even if it meant putting in somebody like Dante, who, correct me if I'm wrong, hadn't had an offensive snap to that point? No, that was his first play. I mean, Coach Choice was standing there, and when I called the play, Dante was standing right on the side of him, and he, he just threw him in the game because that's what he does. You know, he's, he's got great quickness to the edge. He's got a great feel for that play. That's a play that he had run a lot uh, during camp, and I think JP was in the game, and um, we we pulled JP out and, and got the quick toss um, out to out to Dante. And you know, as honestly as a play caller, you know it's a feel thing. You know, it's it's just something that after doing this as long as I've been doing it, you just kind of have a feel for that's the play to go to. We've we've executed that play well, and, and we had shown them that formation and a bunch of different plays out of that formation earlier to kind of set that one up. And, you know, I was holding that in my back pocket for either a two-point play or something that got down in there tight in the red zone um, or a fourth down like that. And, and fortunately, it worked out for us. And Devin Cochran did a nice job cleaning out the safety on that short side. Yeah, he did He did a great job. He's the first puller on that, you know, and he's 6'7", 320 pounds coming around, a, coming around the horn on a corner. <laughs> and then, actually, Kenny Cooper was the second puller and, and leaned back into the linebacker. Um, and we got a great, um, we got a, a great pin block at the point of attack from PJ Harrison, which just kind of rolled off the table. Yeah, we know Dante Smith's speed to the edge, but uh, <laughs> we certainly want to salute the big guys yeah. up front for clearing the way for him on that touchdown. Even the fourth and goal touchdown pass from Yates to McGowan in the third quarter that was ultimately overturned. It was a tough throw. It was a tight window, but it seemed like it was executed the way you expected. Yeah, you know, we we kind of ran out of a little bit of room there. It was probably a little bit more off the off the middle of the field than I would have liked. Um, but I felt like we still had enough room over there to run that play. They had never seen us do that. I mean, we bursted out of the huddle and got into empty and then came back in and reloaded and, and you know, ran a speed sweep that we had been running some speed sweep during the game and then had to play action off of it. And, uh, you know, Jordan made a really good throw. Kyrick made a great catch. You know, I said it yesterday. I'll continue to say it. I mean, I, I think he got his heel down before he got his toe down, and I think it was a catch. You know, when you watch it on replay, his toe was definitely on the line. But uh, if you if you get with Kyrick and you get on his phone, he's got a picture of it with the ball in his hand and his heel on the ground. So, um, but that's football, you know. And, and, it, and it came down to it came down to that, you know, two inches. And, and sometimes um, in those work out for you, and sometimes they don't. He had 99 rushing yards from Jameer Gibbs, 96 from Jordan Mason, whom, as we said earlier, surpassed 2,000 career rushing yards. 
the, the distribution of carries between Jameer and Jordan, was that kind of what you had in your mind going in, uh, or did it just kind of happen organically on Saturday? No, it happens organically. And, you know, we're kind of saying, hey, we're going to go by series here, or, um, you know, if, if uh, Jameer broke a big run, we were going to put JP in and then let JP roll with it. And, and quite honestly, I mean, you know, when we were handing the ball to JP, he was just bouncing off people, yeah. and, you know, he was creating his own his own hole. I mean, there's a, you know, there's times where we tell those guys, listen, you have to, you have to BYOB, man. You got to be your own blocker, right? And he was just pounding over people, and and you know the safety stepped up and he ran the kid over for the long run that sent them down the sideline. Um, so he, you know, he was in a groove, and you know we felt like we could, you know, get a nice balance between the two of them. Actually, the plan was that you know we were going to get Dante in there a bunch, but those guys were running the ball so well that we kind of just rode those two. Yeah, hard to argue. And then the offensive line play overall versus Northern Illinois. You sense the running backs are, are running more confidently, knowing they've got some beef and some experience in front of them more than they've had um, since you guys arrived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's th- th- that group of guys was really denting the line of scrimmage. They were moving people out of the way, and you know their their front wasn't doing a lot of movement stuff. So it wasn't like we were just catching a kid on the move and, and walking them out of the gap. We were double teaming them on the inside zone. We ran a lot of counter, and those are some big cats coming around the corner. Now you're a defensive end, and you got Kenny Cooper pulling at you at you know 6'3", 325 pounds, and he's hitting you under the chin, and you're just trying to take away their will to stand in there and defend the run, um, and, and hopefully what happens is over the course of the game, you lay on those guys so much that those three, four, five-yard plays become 13, 14, 15-yard mm-hmm. runs, and like I said yesterday, I mean, we were inches close from breaking three or four really, really big ones where, you know, to their credit, they did a really nice job of coming up and wrapping us up and hanging on and gang-tackling us the best that they could. Well, I know you're excited to get those inches back this Saturday. Georgia Tech versus Kennesaw State. A high noon. Tommy's Leather at Bobby Dodd Stadium will, of course, be on the air with our network pregame at 10 o'clock. We'll take a timeout. Be back more for more with offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Dave Padnode. It's the Jeff Collins Show here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Football season is here and the fall months are approaching, but it's still warm, which means pests like ants, roaches, and mosquitoes are still out in force. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home, business, and tailgate pest-free. Atlanta-based Arrow Exterminators is trusted to keep a pest-free zone at the Yellow Jackets' home, so rest assured that with Arrow's termite and pest control, you're getting the best from the best. Schedule a free pest inspection today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. Home, this field, this stadium, this city, it has no equal in college football. Touchdown, Jackets! When we step onto this field, we feed off of your passion. We need it because there's absolutely nothing like it. Back in the ATM. Back in the 404. Back home. The Jackets are back at home next Saturday, September 11th versus Kennesaw State at noon. Get your tickets at ramblinrec.com slash tickets. No one outfits golfers better than Edwin Watts Golf Shops. We've been fitting golfers since 1968. Utilizing cutting-edge fitting technology, we'll analyze your swing and our foresight launch monitors and fit you with the perfect club, pair of shoes, the latest golf apparel, golf balls, bags, and more. So come by today for your complete custom fitting. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee.
It's that time of year where maybe you're tailgating or camping or just hitting the road and you need a sturdy, reliable, and compact grill that's up for the adventure. Hey guys, B. Finn here, and the Weber Traveler is the grill for you, for anyone who wants delicious grilled food away from home. With a compact design for minimal storage, the Weber Traveler easily fits in the trunk of a car and even offers a large grilling area that can deliver everything from pancakes to seared steak. And you can get yours today at your neighborhood Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful heart. You've been lied to. Lied to by corrupt Washington politicians and the Wall Street propaganda machine. Hi, I'm Inc. Magazine best-selling author Brett Kitchen, and I want to give you a free copy of my brand new book, Wealth Beyond Wall Street, because we all know another market crash could be right around the corner. After losing 35% in my IRA in the crash years ago, I said enough, and since then I discovered a way to grow money potentially double digits, reduce taxes dramatically, and also have my money protected when the next stock market crash hits. When the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. Call Wealth Beyond Wall Street now to get your free copy and... And talk with a specialist to discover this little-known strategy to get potential double-digit growth during good years and never lose when the next stock market crash hits, all while building a tax-advantaged retirement. Call 800-908-1616 to discover this asset that people like Walt Disney and JCPenney use to grow wealthy. Plus, get one of just 97 free books left. We even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. Call 800-908-1616. That's 800-908-1616. 1-800-908-1616. no better source on Georgia Tech football than the head coach himself. This is the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. All right, Georgia Tech and Kennesaw State as we continue to count you down toward game day in Midtown Atlanta. Welcome back to the Jeff Collins Show, everyone. I'm Andy Demetra. Enjoyed hearing from Jeff Collins earlier in the program. We continue the conversation with offensive coordinator Dave Padnode. Uh, Dave, earlier we were talking with Coach Collins about his former GA at Mississippi State, Dan Verpale. He's now the defensive coordinator at Kennesaw State. Your foil for Saturday. Last year, you told me about your stint as a graduate assistant earlier in your career at Springfield College. I know we talked about it. I'm not sure if we talked about it over the air. But during that stint at Springfield College, they stretched the definition of other duties as assigned. Oh, did they not? They did. I mean, you were, you know, there was, there was like 12 GAs. There was only three full-time coaches. So you were on the road recruiting. You were going to the head coach's house to chop wood. You know, in the winter, you were, you know... Uh, oh, so it's the old chopping wood cliche in football. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not just totally a cliche different. at Springfield. This was totally different. You were out there in, in the snow with boots on, chopping wood. And, um, you know, I think that it was a great proving ground for a lot of young coaches because you had a tremendous amount of responsibility. Um, you had full-time responsibilities as a grad student. And, you know, you, you learned to cut your teeth there. I mean, and, and they were an old-school operation. We actually ran the triple for a few years there. So I learned a ton of offense. Um, and that was the offense that I was in when I first started coaching football was, was Kennesaw's offense. So I do have a very deep appreciation for the triple option and, and the things that, that it brings and the problems that it brings to the defense. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of long nights sleeping on, a, sleeping on the couch in the office trying to break down tape. Well, if you ever needed kindling, though, you knew where to go. 
Absolutely. You yeah. I had some in the back of my truck just for good sake. I bet you. Well, you earned it. You, you <laughs> yeah. chomped it. You, you should get it. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing you haven't ducked into the, uh, the offensive coach's room this week to impart some of that wisdom from your days in the triple option yeah, at listen, Springfield. Listen, these guys have done a tremendous job <laughs> against the triple. They know a whole lot more about defending it than I do. Uh, it, it, we can deride cliches all we want, but there is a kernel of truth in every cliche. And the one you often hear at this time is a team makes the biggest improvement between week one and week two. But from your perspective as an offensive coordinator, can you quantify what kinds of improvements you see from your guys between game one and game two? Give us kind of the inside the QB's room idea of where you see those improvements unfolding. Well, I think the I think the college football is a lot different now, right? Because you don't hit it, you don't hit as much. You're not in full pads as much, um, and the the speed of the game is a lot different. So, even as much as you simulated, and Jeff does a great job of putting us in in all of those situations, until you get under the lights, and there's a big crowd there, and you have all of these eyes on you. And you're playing against another team that's going full speed, and you're trying to do that at a good pace, 75, 80 plays a game. Um, you know, you can't get that game rep even as much as you go, you know, in the summer because in the summer then, you know, it's 96 degrees out and you're going to take a water break and, and all of those type of things. So being able to really simulate the speed of the game is critical. And really for the quarterbacks, you never get hit. Right, so the, just that that piece that hey, when I drop back, those dudes are coming at me with mm-hmm. bad intentions. That's a different feel for the quarterback as you're sitting back there. But um, you know, I think the game speed. I think the 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 idea that this is um, this is for real now. Right, so if you miss a throw now, this is real. Yeah. Um, if uh, you miss a read, this is real. In practice, you kind of, hey, I, um, we're good. We'll go to the next one. We kind of teach from it, and that type of thing. So I, I think that just the 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 pressure and um, you know being in those game situations is, is critical. Um, and even as much football as Jeff played, you know, last year he's still a young dude, you know. And there's so many expectations on him, and and you know there, there's such this high level um, of thought that you know well he should be like this, you know, all-league kid right now. I mean, he has super talent, but he's still a young guy. So being able to get him out there and get in game situations and, and especially, you know, the same thing for Jordan. I mean, his real first real action out there. So um, I was really happy with, you know, how they under, you know how they understood the game plan, where they were going with the ball. Even on some of the throws that they missed, they were going to the right spot. We didn't throw any balls into coverage that we shouldn't have thrown. So all of that is, is really good. And now, you know, know after you flush this this uh this game you start all over and you wipe the slate clean and now it's a totally different defense um you know unfortunately like you said their dc is one of jeff's protégés so there's a, a tremendous amount of familiarity with their with their looks so you kind of go back to some of the things that you say hey we've done this really well against our defense at all kind of plays mm-hmm. in you know the, you know when they check things they look the same you know they're a little bit more 30 defense than we are um but how they adjust and their movement patterns and things like that are very similar so you know it's just getting the guys used to in this situation 
these are the things that this group does as opposed to last week and seeing how it all comes together on Saturday. Uh, we've seen Jeff Sims. Certainly we've seen Jordan Yates last week and what he's capable of. You're the QB's coach, and they're, they're certainly not the only two in the room. So as we wrap up with Dave Padnote here in the Jeff Collins Show, I want to ask you about some of the newcomers uh, in the QB room. Uh, let's start with your freshman from California, Chaden Peary, and what upside he possesses, what, what attracted you to him uh, in the recruiting process. Yeah, he is, he is a super accurate thrower. That is the thing that stood out to him on tape. He played in a really, really good program. And I think his senior year, he threw 25 touchdowns and one interception. Um, Super accurate thrower, very instinctual, um, very calm in the pocket. um, And, you know, just understands football. He understands timing. uh, He understands where to go with the ball. Um, and, you know, there's not a throw that he can't make, and he makes them with very, very uh, precise throws. So I think that's the thing that stood out for me the most on tape when I was watching him and saying, like, this guy doesn't miss throws. Like, we were watching game tape because you watch his highlight tape. Everybody's and, accurate right, everybody, in their, their huddle yeah, highlights. Every, yeah. It's amazing. Everybody <laughs> completes every ball on a highlight tape. <laughs> um, so you go back and you watch the game tape, and it looked like a highlight tape, whether he was – you know, checking the ball down, swinging it, or, or throwing the ball over the top. So he was, he was very accurate, and that was the thing that, that drew me to him. And I just love his personality, and he's kind of got that laid-back Cali thing, but he's super competitive. And then on the other end of the age spectrum, you welcome in Trad Beatty, whom you and Jeff recruited to Temple, originally from Columbia, South Carolina. Give everyone the story of how you coaxed Trad out of retirement, out of the working world, and back into a uniform. Yeah, it was really interesting. I mean, we've had such a great, you know, relationship over the years. And, you know, going back to his junior year when we started recruiting him and it came down to us in Mississippi State at Temple and he ended up wanting the degree and that type of thing. And he went there and, you know, I think it was a little bit of a kick in the pants to him when we all left. And, um, you know, it never really took track for him there. Uh, they were always there was always another guy. There was always another guy. They were always trying to, to replace him. And, you know, he went in and played and played well and then got hurt and just said you know what I'm graduating I have my degree this culture doesn't really fit with what I'm what I'm looking for Um, so I'm going to get out and I'm going to do this whole work thing and and the funny thing was he had a job lined up in Atlanta and you know I called him and I said so are you retired or are you just retired from playing at Temple and he said so what uh, you know what do you have in mind And so I said, listen, you know, this is what our room looks like. This is what we're doing. We need to have some veteran guys in there, you know. And, you know, he's like kind of like, you know, the the brave signing Charlie Morton, right? He's like an older dude. You know, he's been through it. He knows the system. He's uber smart. And he's very, very mature. So he brought that sense of maturity to the room. And, you know, he's 6'5", and he can throw those seam balls. So that was a big plus. Kennesaw State, can't wait to see your guys back out there on Saturday at Bobby Dodd. A lot of fun. Always enjoy catching up with you, Coach. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. All right, that's Dave Padnote. Our thanks, as always, to head coach Jeff Connors. And, folks, we will see you this Saturday at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Georgia Tech versus Kennesaw State. Heroes Day at Bobby Dodd. Make sure you come out 12 o'clock for Tommy's Leather. And that we wrap up this week's edition of the Jeff Collins Show. Have a great night, everyone. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps 
demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, wherever the mission takes us, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. Mondays, the wart of weekdays, am I right? Well, that's about to change, my friend, because Powerball has a new third drawing, and it's on Mondays. So step aside, Sunday fun day and Taco Tuesday, because Mondays are now Moolah Mondays, Mealy Mondays. Who cares what you call it, because you're rich Mondays. Play the new third Powerball drawing now on Mondays from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly. It's that time of year where maybe you're tailgating or camping or just hitting the road and you need a sturdy, reliable, and compact grill that's up for the adventure. Hey guys, B. Finn here, and the Weber Traveler is the grill for you, for anyone who wants delicious grilled food away from home. With a compact design for minimal storage, the Weber Traveler easily fits in the trunk of a car and even offers a large grilling area that can deliver everything from pancakes to seared steak. And you can get yours today at your neighborhood Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful heart. Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the home team, supporting our local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. You've been listening to the Coach Jeff Collins Show live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Join us each week of the season to get the latest on Yellow Jackets football and all things Georgia Tech athletics. We'll talk to you again next week right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network.